Hey guys, welcome to Horror Haven Podcasts. For today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little different than usual. We have our good friend Dan here. Say hey, Dan. Hey, everybody. So just to give you guys an idea, Dan is a horror director. He writes short films. He edits all his work and... He starred in his most recent movie. Yeah, he starred in his most recent short film, Anathema. Uh, we've known Dan for a while, and we're really excited to have him on here. So, Dan, what's some things you've been working on lately? Oh, recently I've just been um, juggling a bunch of different ideas. Uh, written like a couple scripts, and I, I thought that I was um, settled on one. I was going to start it, but and I still might. But <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, up in the air. But just writing right now, mostly. So, as far as writing the shorts, like, can you give us an idea of like how the process starts for you? Yeah, you know, I'm always kind of like looking for ideas. I feel like ideas are something that kind of come to you, you know, um, you, you don't really force them. I mean, and uh, I just kind of try to take note of all the uh, things that kind of, you know, as I'm going through my day or just like reflecting on things or even thinking about trying to think of ideas, um, you know, the things that stick out in my head, kind of write them down. And every once in a while, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I can I can work with that idea and kind of turn it into something else, you know, something expand on it, you might say, you know. So the most recent film that you put out was called Anathema, and for that film, you wrote it, you directed it, you edited it, and you starred in it. Can you give us an idea of like what that was like? Well, you know, yeah, I did all those things, but also um, I had I worked with um, my good friend Allison Ferrara, who's you know a really good DP, um, director of photography, and uh, yeah, I mean she she put a lot of work into it and uh, was on board the whole time, and so I owe a lot to her. For helping me make it but you know um i guess originally what happened was i had written this long script it was not super long it was like 20 pages and it was called uh, just the wind and uh it was, it was pretty i like it you know but it was kind of like a longer horror movie uh, very supernatural it, had, it would have a lot of uh special effects and i just realized that going into that um might i might need to do a little bit of uh a test round first with something else um, just so everybody that was work we would be working on that project had you know um, a lot of more experience working together so yeah but anyway um, so I was thinking like okay what can I make that is concept driven that um, could have a lot of feeling but I could mostly have in one location and I could um, I, I didn't know if I was gonna star in it at first but I after writing it I kind of realized that uh, my character that I had made, you know, he's sort of like a nameless guy. He doesn't have any dialogue really. And uh, so I felt like I'm, I was the only person that um, could understand, you know, what I was going for. I didn't think I would be able to explain it to someone else, I guess. Um, yeah, um, I guess for some reason I wanted to play the main character. I get, you know, I, someone else probably could have um, for sure. But like I said, like explaining it was just, it, it already made sense in my head, you know. And then... Okay, so I was thinking ideas, and I kind of wanted to merge, you know, supernatural concepts with kind of like uh, psychological horror, you know, uh, what's real, what's not sort of thing. And I wanted it to be heavily, you know, resting on the idea of paranoia. You were definitely successful with that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think that's what it's about. I mean, it was. It's a. I, I wanted to write it also, so it kind of. I don't know if it came off like this, but it's supposed to kind of work in a cycle, you know, because it starts off in sort of the middle of something, you know, and then it goes through a cycle where the main character is presented with different clues and things change slightly all within the same atmosphere of the same place. But in the, but the atmosphere changes. And that's because as he makes these small discoveries at that point, and I think in the story, 
he is ready or not ready, but he's being sort of allowed to see his uh, surroundings as they really are. And once he figures out what's going on, you know, it's like a little too late. Well, it's, it, and then you realize it's basically been too late. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm glad it came across as horror, by the way. Yeah, no, it was definitely a horror film to me. I mean, for me, a good piece of film is anything that can make you feel what the overall tone is. And for this, the whole overall feel of dread and paranoia, I definitely felt that while watching the movie, and it definitely gave, like, a psychological horror vibe to it. No, definitely. And, and I mean, I think the way that you touched on, like, depression and paranoia, it was just very real, and I think that's really what makes horror so scary is when you can really touch on real emotions and feelings. Well, well, thanks, you know, and that was important to me as well. I mean, like I said before, I kind of started it as almost an experiment, you know, but then, you know, for some reason, I got really into it, and it, it started taking a lot longer to make than I thought it was going to, basically spent the whole summer on it, and, uh, a shot whenever I could. It sort of developed as I was making it. Like, there was a lot of, like, oh, shit moments. Sorry, I'm allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, you're good. You said worse. <laughs> Eureka moments, I guess you'd say, where I was like, oh, man, so that's what that means, you know? Like, I want it to mean that. I want That's where I'm going to go with it. And by the end, I felt it, it had really come full circle in my head, you know, by the time I was um, done shooting it and in the editing room, you know. Uh, basically, by the time I was shooting the, I think, would say the second half of it, I really knew the direction I wanted to go with, you know, as far as the horror and, uh, you know, the kind of atmosphere that I was trying to uh, portray. I don't know if there's a better word for atmosphere. I was I was trying to make it, I was trying to set the tone. That was really important. And with setting the tone for me, I mean, it's all about showing so I don't have to tell. I'd much rather be able to show an audience something and have them understand it through like their own inferences, you know, cause you know, you have to assume your audience is smart and you have to assume that they're going to be thinking while you're watching it. And I like the fact that I talked to some people afterwards and one person, um, one or two people actually told me that they, um, they thought it was freaky mostly because it wasn't like a horror movie that was scary necessarily, but it was almost, um, relatable and in kind of a I guess depressing kind of way but I think that's a good thing though because yeah like I think depression is like a huge um, theme in that movie and I think that if someone told me that I kind of nailed the nail on the head with it because it's such like a sensitive topic you know that I felt I feel good about that because it means that I, I handled it with class I think well, yeah, no, definitely. And I know, like, with anxiety and depression, you know, it almost sneaks up on you at times. So I feel like it did a good job of portraying that because in the beginning of the film, the character woke up and it seemed like a normal day. Everything seems normal, but it kind of sneaks up and progresses. And as everything goes on and everything gets revealed throughout the film, it started gets worse and worse. And I feel like that does a good job with depression because, like I said, you don't know when that's going to sneak up on you. Sure. Yeah. And you don't know when it's going to um, how you're going to wake up feeling, you know, that sort of thing. You don't know uh, some days for people like that, you know, seem OK. And then they'll wake up the next day and they'll just not be able to not even feel like they want to get out of bed. You know, I understand that, you know, and I can identify with that. And uh, I, yeah, those were themes. I, you basically said them. Uh, anxiety, depression and uh, paranoia were three the three things that I was trying to um, go for 
over the supernatural aspect of the film because I liked that I, I put a I wanted to there to be a heavy supernatural aspect in the film. It almost seems like ghosts are taunting the main character the whole time. You know, they're they're the ones doing the reveals. There's 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 you know a moment there's a few moments in it um, where the main character's his attention gets drawn by something by um, a jolt or a door slamming or turning around and seeing something that they, that they didn't notice before. And I, I wanted it to feel like uh, supernatural forces were kind of um, revealing these things to the person in the film. And at the end, they lock him in uh, to a room with himself, um, a dead version of himself. Uh, sorry, spoilers. Um, but, um, he, and that's, and, but that's him finding the real version of himself. And I guess that's when you, you know, you could say that he's figuring out that he's, you know, a ghost or or something like a reflection, at least, you know, something that once he realizes that and he's like, I got to get the hell out of here, he gets his his freedom, you know, he gets slammed into the room and he can't leave and he just has to sort of accept how things are, um, I guess. And yeah, it's a pretty bleak ending. Yeah, no, it was. And then one thing that I interpreted from the ending, which, I mean, you can give me more of an insight on it. I kind of interpreted it as he got locked in to face himself because there was the dead version of himself in the shower and it almost felt like because you know depression some people do feel dead inside and he was kind of locked inside with a dead version of himself almost like facing his depression at that point and he kind of got pushed and led to face his depression in that way yeah i mean i think i think that what you're saying um I pretty much totally agree with. I mean, I felt like at the end of the film, there was a few things that, well, I guess it could be interpreted different ways. One of the things I was going for was that I wanted people to be asking themselves, you know, is there actually supernatural forces or is this just a manifestation? It's kind of like, um, is he actually hearing things or maybe he, is it just the paranoia? Exactly. And, you know, I always love the idea of someone's inner demons either attracting or manifesting, you know, outer demons um in the sense that or in this case you know these demons or whatever you want to call them supernatural things they were all reflections of the character and i guess that's kind of what i was going for that's why there is a line there because i don't think there actually you know there isn't really a line that's the thing is they kind of merge together i, I think it go either way i i'd be perfectly happy with someone taking it literally and being like oh man well he's dead and these ghosts are showing him what's up but uh i totally am I, I was I was probably leaning heavily more heavily towards the idea that it was kind of a self discovery type thing. Well, literally, but self discovery when it's too late. I mean, that's a, that's the most frightening thing to me. I think thinking that things are just too late for you in in any way, and in this, it would be literal life or death sort of thing. And now he's trapped in sort of a uh, a limbo, a sort. Of um, yeah, I originally had a, a slightly different ending to it as well um, that I wanted to portray. But then by the end of uh, when I, you know, when I was shooting it, I decided to just kind of go with the more open ended. So can you tell us what that ending is? All right. Well, sure. Yeah. The original ending was basically exactly the same. But at the very end, when there was like the music in the original and you just kind of see and, and you just kind of see everything ending in the original, he heard he hears himself downstairs doing things that he did earlier in the film. I had a lot more dialogue when I originally wrote it, and that's what he was originally going to hear. But I took all the dialogue out by the end because, yeah, like I said, I was trying to show and not tell, and uh, I didn't want any exposition. So, um, and, and, that, and that kind of like, and the reason he'd hear himself is it kind of added to 
what I'm trying to say here, it kind of made it seem like there was a cyclical nature of what was happening in it, like sort of like eternal suffering, but in the sense that it is um, going to happen again and again, he's going to relive it. Like the kind of like people are so afraid of uh, ghosts and apparitions because when you see them, they're terrifying or whatever, if you do see them or, but they they act strange, right? Like why would something appear at the top of a staircase every single night and then walk down the staircase and then have it start all over or something like that? I think that's what I was going for with this was kind of like the idea of something being in limbo because their life didn't end in a fulfilled way. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. And I do love the ending that you went with, but at the same time, yeah, I do like both endings. I feel like either way you went with it, it definitely could have worked. No, oh, yeah, it definitely would have. I'm glad that you told us about it because I think it's it's really cool to know that there was another ending there and that, you know, you kind of had to uh, choose between endings. How was it for you uh, being in front of a camera, like being filmed? Vulnerable. <laughs> um no, but um, like I said, like it was basically just me and my very good friend Allie who made the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I felt very comfortable uh, in front of the camera because, you know, I know her very well. But I think that there was a couple of times where I was worried that other people might show up or be around. And then I would be able to go all out and uh, kind of like let go, I guess, try to give the most realistic performance I could. Um, I, I didn't want I didn't want it to seem forced, you know, and. Uh, but you know, there, we took a lot of takes. You know, I'm not, I'm not an actor, and uh, I tried my best. Uh. Yeah, it's funny that you brought that up though, because Sierra and I were talking, and we know you personally. And Sierra even said when we were watching, like anybody who knows you, they know that this is a character because the way you act in the short film is nothing like you are in real life. And I think that you were successful in doing the acting because, you know, even without a lot of dialogue, you were able to come off as a completely different person. Yeah, you could definitely tell that it was a character and it was not Dan Torelli, uh, and the, great job on that. You know what, though? Like, uh, it's kind of funny because I really liked being in the film. I really liked acting and stuff, and I think I, but I think I liked it in my head a little bit more before I actually did it because when it came down to um, doing it and then editing it, that, it took a while to edit it, and I think it would have taken about half the time to edit it if I didn't have, if it wasn't me in front of the camera, like, yeah, like just the whole time, like, oh my God, you look so stupid. Jesus. Well, you know what they say, you are your biggest, your own biggest critic. <laughs> but, you know, uh, in a way, I guess that's a good thing to be like your, your own harshest critic. So out of everything you did with the film, the writing, the directing, the starring in it, what was your overall favorite part of making the short film? Oh man, hard question. Yes. You know, I really love the filmmaking process as a whole, but I don't know, I had a really good time shooting it. Um, some shoots were better than others, but they all went well um, for the most part. And uh, I really liked editing it. I thought that, well, that sounds kind of silly, like, yeah, I really liked editing it. But it's kind of funny because uh, it was one of those times where I was editing and editing and things just didn't seem to be clicking together right. And I was getting a little frustrated because, you know, this film, like, I don't really want to call it an art film because I do think there's a narrative to it, but it kind of was flowing a little bit like an art film since I didn't have absolutely everything storyboarded and things like that when we were shooting it. Um, we had shot lists, you know, multiple, multiple shot lists, but um, we only had something story actually storyboarded, uh, most of the stuff that's close to the end. And um, so in this uh, sense, it was kind of like, you know, editing ended up, it ended up just clicking in my head eventually. I, I fiddled around with it and did all these experiment, experimented so much till I was like, oh, wow, I think I totally get how I want this to be now. And it all kind of ended up 
um, being sort of like painting a picture, you know, just layer upon layer and going over it and over it and over it and tweaking little things here and there to adjust the tone of, uh, you know, the delivery. And uh, yeah, um, I really, it was, it was great. I learned a lot uh, making that film. I, you know, because I consider it, it's, it was a project for me that I, um, next time, the next project I make, I, I'll take everything I learned from that and apply it and hopefully um, I'll be much more proud and, and like the next one a lot better because I mean I like this one don't get me wrong it's great um, in my opinion as far as something that I accomplished but um, that was I think that was my favorite thing about making the film was just the learning process I feel much more confident as a uh, um, someone who can direct now that I've actually completed something that people seem to like most people and uh, I, I like that's great. And I think overall, too, like, it's really great to hear how passionate you are about it and how, you know, you're taking it as a learning experience where most people will be like, all right, I made this. I'm done with it. I kind of think it really goes to show that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And the movie, it it did turn out fantastic and you should be proud of it. I mean, uh, as a horror fan, I, I was blown away and, and amazed by how how well your first real short film came out, like. And we're not just saying that because we're friends with you. No, definitely not. It was good. <laughs> oh, shucks. You guys are too kind. <laughs> Making me blast over here. I know you love horror movies, but uh, would you, are you going to stick in the horror genre when it comes to filmmaking? Or are you are you interested in branching out into other genres? Or are you going to stick with just that horror? God, I just hope to be, be able to make more movies in general. But um, it's, you know, it's tough. But uh, I would, you know, I mean... I love horror movies. Every idea that I come up with, it's always like, I got this idea for a horror movie where, but you know, as if I, if I keep getting to direct films and uh, I would be open for a lot of different genres. I mean, I think I like, obviously I, I'm attracted, I'm very attracted to um, topics that are dark and um, I don't know, I guess deep and dark like that, but yeah, I, w I would be open to it. Um, any kind of thing like thrillers or what have you you know even a drama you had said in the beginning of the episode that you were working on a couple new ideas for short films are there any that you have that stick out more than others that you want to pursue oh yeah i got one that i recently wrote i think it would be for a, another short film probably about 10 to 15 minutes long and you know it's completely done i wrote it over like about a month and yeah, I, I, I'm just in the, I got some locations down for it and about to start casting. I was I've been talking to a couple actors um, here and there. I don't know. I just have to get it like really into, into pre-production and then get into production. But I think the reason I haven't done that one yet is because I have had, um, I'm having ideas for these things uh, like micro shorts that I'd like to make, like, uh, like, um, I mean like three to five minute long uh, shorts that I've been kind of, that maybe, uh, you know, I, I could get done quicker. And uh, and then go into the bigger project. So I guess like what I really want to do over the course of the next, uh, you know, uh, week or so is nail down what I'm going to be working on and then start working on it. Um, but, yeah, I, I have one basically one script that I would say is polished right now. Going back to Anathema, I mean, did you get a lot of like feedback on that when you let it out? Like what did people overall think of it? No, I mean, I just was really, when I, when I put it out, it was a big confidence boost for me because I didn't realize that um, everybody that I knew was going to watch it and a lot of people were going to like it and share it. And uh, 
don't know, it just really kind of, um, it was great, you know. It, I, I, I'm not like I hate bragging, you know. I really do. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag at all. But like, I just felt really good about myself. Like, I, I got like a, a, a couple hundred views in a couple of days, and uh, I was even walking down the street at one point, and some like person that I didn't even know drove up to me in their car and they were like oh i saw your movie i really liked it and i was like wow i was like that why would that happen to me <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome dude yeah no uh i think that you should be proud of it i mean you worked really hard in it and it did turn out extremely well and uh, i think you have every right to be proud and and you should be you know yeah it's cool too that people you don't even recognize are pointing out like oh you did a really good job on this well <laughs> yeah i really appreciate it guys um i'm feeling so inspired talking to you guys i'm gonna have to do my next one this week <laughs> well speaking of that like is there anywhere where people can follow you like on social media where they can keep up with things that you're putting out and no that's something i gotta get better at um i have a website and it can be found you know um there's a link on my facebook to it but i mean truly um if you're friends with me on facebook i'm gonna figure out a way to get you to see that i made something but other than that i yeah i'm definitely gonna have to start a larger social media presence and but you know that's what's great about uh the internet is um it won't be hard to get it out to people honestly you know, and I mean, with our page also and throughout the podcast and everything, we'll be sure to let everyone know when you put something out. Yeah, and any time that you want to come back on and talk about anything. Uh, I remember what my um, my other question was. Uh, were you nervous about your friends and family seeing the, uh, the short film? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. I was nervous that people were going to... Oh, what people were gonna think. Like I said, like that's why I was so like kind of shocked and really happy when I found out that people were digging it and not taking it and not taking it too seriously either. Because like, yeah, it deals with serious subject matter, but I didn't. But I was afraid that people were gonna be like, not offend. I I wouldn't. I would hope not offended, or or I was just afraid that they were gonna be like, oh my god, this sucks. But neither one of those things really happened. I was. I mean, my mom was kind of like. Danny, this is, like, really disturbing to me. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. Um, we'll let you go. We don't want to take up too much of your time. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank you, Dan, for coming on. Everybody, be sure to check out Dan's short film, Anathema. We shared it on our Facebook page, and we posted about it on Instagram. And be on the lookout for more stuff from Dan, and look out for Dan on future episodes if he'd be down to do something like that, you know, as a guest star on a normal episode. Yeah, of course. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I guess um, I forgot to say, other than Facebook, Instagram is probably maybe the best way to follow me, you know, and, and stay kind of on top of what I'm doing because on there, I, sh you know, I, I try to make art, you know, quite often, um, whether it's, you know, drawing or photography or filming. And uh, whenever I'm working with new concepts, I usually hint, hint at it. So it's, yeah, it's Dan underscore Torelli. Awesome. Yeah. And like, thanks again, Dan, for coming on. Like, we really had a great time talking to you. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was really nice catching you up. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And you know, it's an honor. Really, it is. <laughs> I feel good. About myself. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Everybody have a good night. Have a great night.